Games. What are they? Who can tell us? We've tried asking games, but games doesn't respond. Why is that? We may never know. We do know that France's antitrust regulator has slapped Sony with a fine of 13.5 million euros for alleged manipulation of the PS4 controller market. And it only took them more than three years after the launch of the PS5 for France to take Sony for all the couch cushion change they've got. In a press release, the Autorité de la Concurrence, the country's competition authority, said the fine is imposed jointly and severally on the Sony Group Corporation and three of its subsidiary Sonys. Basically, that means they're all equally liable, and it's up to the four Sonys to decide who's paying what to Papa France. I think it's Fat Sony's turn to take the hit, but Sony Bagels owes him for macking on his sister. What's more interesting are the reasons given for the fine. France said Sony has been using technical countermeasures to affect the proper functioning of third-party controllers. France also claims that Sony's official licensing policy is opaque, and the company would essentially gatekeep access from some manufacturers. This could spell trouble for Xbox, since just a few months ago, they enacted a new policy to block unofficial accessories from interacting with Xbox consoles. Microsoft says they are expanding its approval program for third-party accessories, but the Design for Xbox page on the Xbox site suggests you need to be a licensed partner to access the branding guidelines and technical specifications. Now, I may be a simple country newsman, but that sounds pretty opaque to me. Watch out, Phil Spencer. A certain country might come and pat down your sectional. This feels uh, lumpy. I can feel your toonies. Wait, Sony's not Canadian. I forget that other countries don't have toonies. Don't they have a toon on their bill? Do they? Uh, Sony? Uh, Japan? France? No, America. Square Enix plans to get more aggressive with AI, according to the company's annual New Year's letter from the president. Aggressive as in, like, killer robots? <laughs> How aggressive we talking? The letter also outlined the company's continued focus on the blockchain, but that's hardly surprising since Square Enix's current president, Takashi Kiryu, is known on the streets of Kamurocho as the Dragon of Dogecoin. Discussing AI, Kiryu wrote the technology could reshape what we create and also the processes by which we create. It could also rephrase <laughs> the things we create. <laughs> and let us say things in the same way but different. <laughs> <clears throat> Kiryu believes AI can be used to enhance productivity and marketing in the short term, something he may have demonstrated by having ChatGPT write this letter. In the long term, like every AI stan, Kiryu wants to create new forms of content for consumers using AI. But why use just one buzzword from 2022 when you can use three? Is a question that probably occurred to the president right before he also discussed the company's commitment to Web 3.0 and the cloud. It's the stuff investors love. Near the end of the letter, the president expresses his belief that these initiatives will help each and every employee demonstrate the full measure of their individuality and creativity. Because nothing says individuality and creativity quite like doing what every other business is doing. Sensible <laughs> chuckle.
While Tekken 8 appears to be making great effort to make itself more accessible, the colorblind filter seen in the game's demo is causing concern among players and accessibility experts. Some gamers have claimed that watching footage of the filter gives them a migraine. We're inclined to believe them because accessibility advisor Ian Hamilton believes it could hospitalize or even kill players. He compared it to a 1997 episode of Pokemon that triggered epileptic seizures in hundreds of children. But Tekken 8's outspoken director, Katsuhiro Harada, has disputed some of the backlash in a Twitter post. He claims that many people have misunderstood the game's settings, which have multiple types of color vision options on top of other accessibility options. However, Harada also said he never claimed or publicized the accessibility options would work for everyone, which is an interesting strategy for defending his game's attempts to work for everyone. But Harada did confirm that the Tekken team has been working with experts to make Tekken 8 more accessible. For years, fighting games have been some of the least accessible games, so it is nice to see that change recently. But accessibility doesn't necessarily mean giving people access to free seizures. These seizures are rated E for everybody. <laughs> it's okay to have those behind a paywall still. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for Quick Bits, brought to you by XSplit. Take your live streaming to the next level with XSplit's cutting-edge broadcasting and video production tools. Listen, I know your sleeping streams are a thing, but your audience shouldn't be falling asleep too. How will they sub with Prime? Keep your viewers awake with slick transitions, multiple audio tracks, as well as image and video looping, so you don't have to do stuff like this on screen to keep people entertained. Wow, what am I doing? Check out XSplit today at lmg.gg slash XSplit and use code Linus for a nice 69% off your first purchase or subscription. Quick bits are about two things, being quick and being bits. And sometimes they're about games, too. Star Wars Outlaws launch window may have been leaked in a Disney Parks blog post listing 24 ooh-worthy things at Disney experiences in 2024. Ooh. Extra ooh-worthy was the detail that Ubisoft Massive's Open World Space Scoundrel Simulator would be released in late 2024. The post was later edited to remove the word late, so whether that's the real launch window is still an open question. My question is, why was a game you can play at home included in a list of Disney Parks experiences? I don't know, they must have needed something to replace the Galactic Star Cruiser fake hotel thing that crashed and burned because it cost $5,000 to stay overnight in a claustrophobic reminder that the sequel trilogy exists. It sounds horrible. You can remember that for free. <laughs> Frogwares, seller of all things amphibian, is now the sole publisher of Lovecraft-inspired detective game, The Sinking City, following a protracted legal dispute with Nacon, the game's original PC publisher. The suit alleged breach of contract, including withholding a million pounds in royalties, falsely implying ownership of the IP, and consorting with half-human horrors of the Pelagic Deep in return for gold. The worst of all crimes. The PC version will be updated in the coming weeks in preparation for upcoming DLC, and due to technical reasons, it will be incompatible with past save files. Players will be given the option of continuing with the previous version. However, Frogwares urges that they complete the game before the end of February, lest they corrupt their save file and bring a curse upon their entire family line. It's not a game. 
More games released on Steam in 2023 than any other previous year. According to SteamDB, this past year saw 14,531 games released on the platform, which is nearly 2,000 more than the amount released in 2022. This is terrific news for big number enthusiasts and terrible news for people tired of scrolling through pages of shovelware with names similar to, but legally distinct from, the game you actually want. That's like a game in itself. I love Stardew Valley. What'd you say? Stardew Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Support for Counter-Strike Global Offensive officially ended when the clock struck midnight on the new year. A legacy version of CSGO was left up after the launch of Counter-Strike 2 for users of macOS or older hardware not supported by the newly released Smoke Simulation game. Unfortunately, support for that legacy version ended yesterday, and that means official matchmaking will no longer work. But don't worry, all the other parts of the game work just fine, which is great news for people with 10 or more friends. I'm sure they exist. And we mentioned this briefly on TechLink yesterday, but nearly the moment Steamboat Willie entered public domain, someone decided to make a horror game about it. Called Infestation 88, it's a one to four player co-op horror experience about a group of exterminators that fight infestations of twisted urban legends and also Mickey Mouse, because <laughs> why not? <laughs> it follows other horror games based on beloved, now copyright free characters. And it turns out it isn't just Hollywood that's out of ideas. Someone saw indie co-op horror hits like Phasmophobia and Lethal Company and thought, hmm, how do I add a 100-year-old IP to this and somehow still add nothing? Next, creepy Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> and you should think hard about coming back on Thursday to get another sweet dose of that gaming news. Who knows? Games may finally return our calls. We'll keep trying. <laughs> what if Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> was a vampire and dumb. Dumb vampire Sherlock Holmes, who's the killer? Well, I don't know, come here. <laughs> okay.